Hey, wonderfuls. Welcome to episode 306 of the podcast with Sunita Henry. I am recording this from the beautiful, rainy vistas of San Francisco up here for Sketchfest. I am having a ball. Of course, I am very, very tired per usual, but uh, I'm excited tonight. Uh, as I'm recording this, we have a show with, uh, we have Oh No with Ross and Carrie. Um, and then looking forward to the weekend, I can't wait to see my buddies, uh, Jordan and Jesse for Jordan and Jesse Go. We have a bubble uh, event this upcoming weekend. So if you're listening to this uh, around the time that the episode itself drops, I want you to rest assured you can still get yourself a cheap Southwest flight to San Francisco and come see some of your favorite Max Fun kids. Um, so I also wanted to remind folks that I will be at Pod X. I am so excited about it. It's going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, May 31st to Gen- June 2nd. I am going to be hopefully making best friends with all of the Undisclosed crew, the Bear Brook crew, Mission to Zix is there, Says Who is there. Um, what a cross-section of different podcast genres. Uh, if you are in the area or are a nerd for podcasts like I am, please feel free to join me. I'm also getting very excited about my first ever Maximum Fun drive, but uh, we'll get you more details about that soon. All right, everyone. I had a lot of business to attend to in that intro, and I enjoyed every second of it. I hope everybody's doing well. Now, the first thing I want to point out is that you sound different uh, than I do. Yes. Are you from the American South? Yes, I am. Actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Lucky guess. I know. I know. I'm good. I'm from a very, very small country that's getting smaller by the minute. Uh-huh. to Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> How's everybody doing with that? It feels like it's that, it, I mean, it, it, would you would you say knowing both countries as you do, would you yeah. say that it's sort of, that it is their sort of living parallel lives right now where half of one country is like, here's who we are. And then the other half goes, really? I thought we were this. Yes. I think once Brexit happened, then we knew that Trump could happen. Yeah. We started, we basically started it. Yeah, you did start it. Thanks. Yeah. Well, actually Cameron started it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) What a fantastic man he is. No matter how you vote, I will be there to steer the ship. And then we voted and he went, right, yeah, I'm Uh going to (laughs) leave. He really did. So have fun with that. He really did. What a cliche. Yeah, there's just a lot of like strange, like we're living in satire. Living inside of a satire. It's like every day you literally wake up and go, okay, so what now? Yeah. Do you keep your eye on everything that's happening here or do you You can't help it? It's on it's it's on our news constantly. It is. (laughs) Yeah. It's just depressing. Ah and yet here you are back in town. Yep. Back in LA. Um is this this isn't your first trip back. How when was the last time you were here? Two thousand fourteen. Oh, you really haven't been here. Yeah. Okay. I think in my mind I was like, "Mm, she maybe she'll She'll sort of like sugarcoat the fact that she's been here a bunch and I just haven't seen her. But really, no, you have not been here since. No, I literally come into the country and go, do not tell Vani. Don't tell the customs agents. (laughs) They all know. Yeah. They're like, I've heard this before. Yeah. Where in um, the UK were you born and raised? In Kent. Mm -hmm. That sounds fancy. Is that one of the fancier? It's really not. Uh It's the southeast of England. Okay. The Garden of England. The Garden of England. Mm -hmm. Is it. 
uh, is it sort of, yeah, let me, let me get straight to this because as a person who enjoys calling people out on television when they are doing accents, mm-hmm. but also not able to do amazing accents <laughs> myself, you, I've always thought of you as having more of a proper British accent opposed to like something slangier, like, a. uh, Yes, so, but my English accent's really not very English. Oh, yeah? Well, cause because I you've lived here for, for so long. Years, so yeah. I'm kind of this weird mid-Atlantic Madonna. <laughs> you, you don't sound like her. Let me clarify. I mean, I've been out there for a couple of years, so yeah. it's kind of got a bit stronger, and then I come over here, and then it goes down the toilet again. Yeah. Well, it's I again. I don't want you to feel bad or good about. Uh, no, you should feel good about your accent. It's lovely. Thanks. What would you? What would you? I love that I'm just using you now to help me understand English accents. Okay. But here's the thing. I just saw a show. Mm-hmm. It was a delightful play that Kirsten Vangsness was in. Uh, a friend uh, who's been on the podcast in the past. She's on Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. She played a hybrid. Robin Hood made Marion because in this mm-hmm. sort of gender exploration uh, romp, made Marion and Robin Hood are one and the same. Mm-hmm. Everyone was doing a slightly different version of an accent. Mm-hmm. But the one girl who is actually British who was in the show was doing a very different accent than her organic this is where I'm from accent. She was doing what many people identify as the girl who was in love with Jon Snow on Game of Thrones. The sort of Jon Snow, uh, the, like right. the very, ooh. You know, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is that? Where? What is that? Because I know that it's not from um, a magical land where there is a wall <laughs> that people live on the other side of. No, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've, never, um, I've never been that far north in England, it, so. What, it's t- that's a tough one. Yeah. Because... Literally every town in England can have a different accent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Liverpool is only about, what, 20 miles from Manchester? Yeah. Completely Totally different. different. So you have no, you can't even give me like a ballpark. Somewhere up north. It is northern though, right? I it think is northern. So, yeah. It sounds like it has more brogue. Like it sort of sounds like it's creeping closer to a Scottish accent or creeping closer right. to an Irish. Like it's, it feels like it's. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, she was probably doing, yeah, she's probably doing some kind of generic northern accent. Yeah. And do you feel that you can do all of those accents? Well, no. Welcome to my accent based podcast, <laughs> by the way. It's very niche. It really is. It's very, very niche. Uh, I always say that I can't do accents. I can do my accent and I can do an American accent. But I always say, no, I'm terrible at accents. They always veer into Australian. But I, <laughs> but I can't but you, yeah. do an Australian accent. <laughs> Maybe it's but. a thing where, yeah, if someone tells you that they need a Scottish accent, they, it's, a, it's a psychology where what they need out of you is an Australian it's accent. An Australian and will just hit it right yeah. on the head. Yeah. But I had to do a... I'm going to have to say it in my accent now, in Newcastle, but we have to say Newcastle accent. Mm. Um, I just shot an episode of Vera with Brenda Blethyn. Oh, great. So yeah. when I, She's great. She's fantastic. So when I auditioned for it, they said, can you just do a northern accent, just a generic northern accent? I was like, absolutely. Everyone can pull that out their ass. So uh-huh. I did that. So I book it. And then they said, right, so you're going to have to do a Newcastle accent. Oh yeah, yeah. It is the hardest. It is accent to learn. What makes it? I guess that's a hard thing to put, pinpoint if because you're not like a vocal if coach. You but. go a little too far one way, it turns into Liverpool. If you go a little too far another way, it's Scottish because it's right yeah, up there yeah. near Scotland. 
sounds so suspiciously they, close to the John Snow. <laughs> John Snow. Um, so they gave me a dialect coach. So I had a two hour session with her. And just, you know, when your brain actually hurts. Yeah. Yeah. I went, you know what? I can't speak to you right now. So, oh my God. I get it. But then the next day, I kind of, a couple of key words. If you can get the key words, mm, and then mm-hmm. if you have fun. Mm-hmm. The second I had fun. Yeah. I got it. Yep. And I had to shoot three days later. Yeah. Thank God. In a Newcastle accent. Yeah. And did it. Uh, I'm excited to see it. I guess I won't put you through doing it now. If, no, that, if I can just watch Vera. But, um, yeah, I agree. I think the more the idea of a dialect coach is terrifying to me because the more you that seems like a thing that I would overthink immediately mm. and I would have much better luck just sort of trying to like absorb it and be more playful or well, not think of, too much because then of I get in my just own watch way. YouTube and go, "Oh, I'll just watch a bunch of videos and I can mimic." I can't do that. Okay. I need to know the structure mm. of the accent. See, that's what I think I would be terrible at. I think I would be terrible at making that, like turning it into an algorithm or turning it Mm. into, I I worry that that, I would try to apply that logic and then that would just stumble over that. But it's impressive that you can can have an understanding of that. Different brains work differently. I mean, that's also fair. Listen, Mm -hmm. I don't think either of us are scientists. Have you been holding out on me? I may have played one on TV. (laughs) You lucky jerk. Now, were you a human scientist? Mm, Maybe not. Okay, yeah. Yeah. How many uh, non-humans have you played? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Non-humans. Is it just one? I don't know. Is it just? Maybe it's just one. one. It might. Maybe two. (laughs) Okay. I don't think I actually am human. So maybe I'm playing at being a human right now. Yeah, that's a more interesting question, I guess, is yeah. how many humans have you played? How <laughs> well, many yeah, humans true. have you tried to pass yourself <laughs> yeah. off as? Ay, ay, ay. Now, what is, so Kent is the Garden, the of, garden England. of England. This is where we grow everything. Okay, okay. Because the climate there is a lot warmer than the rest of the country. How does it compare? Can, can you compare it with a, in a region of the United States? No. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> great perfect okay so you grow a lot there yeah uh did you feel that you came from a farming community no mm-hmm. <laughs> city township town it's a town dover okay okay sure dover the cliffs white of dover. cliffs of that's what everyone knows dover so you castle. grow white cliffs there yep we grow the white temperatures cliffs in a right uh-huh yeah yeah so that so did you grow up in so you grew up in a town that was replete with tourism yeah did were you sort of yeah when i was growing up it was yeah because we didn't have the channel tunnel so if you wanted to go to france you had to come through dover oh get okay ferry, so even more so go to france yeah and then the channel tunnel came mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and completely destroyed the town i like that you don't say channel you are you are identifying it as the, the channel, channel is tunnel. just stupid it is stupid yeah Guess who says it? Me. <laughs> We're just going to channel right because over. Because you're blonde. Yeah. And you're American. What am I going to do? you got two strikes against you. got to get in that channel. Yeah. you got to get in that channel. <laughs> the channel tunnel. It's begging to be shortened. That's why I call Quentin Tarantino Quentintino. Let's just. <laughs> no, you need to. You know that. what I mean? Just yep. collapse it. Yep. You can accordion it back out if you, you need could. to. In a pinch. Yeah. But otherwise. Just shorten everything. Yeah. How how much travel outside of Kent did you do? And then outside of England did you do growing up? I didn't do much outside of Kent. I mean, London, obviously, because it's right there. Um, and then every so often we'd pop over to Cornwall, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is West Country. 
It's where they shoot Doc Martin. Okay. I love mm-hmm. that we can put all of the... I'm trying to put it in a lot of context. <laughs> context, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, of course, my mom's not English, so I lived in South America for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Where's your mom from? Guyana. Guyana, great. Mm-hmm. And your dad is... English. English. Uh-huh. And did they split? Is that so they... She did... How did that work? Did they split up so she went there? Or did you, with your family, go back No, and when forth? I was a baby. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, lived yeah. there when I was a baby. They okay. moved back to Guyana thinking that was a better life. And then there was some political... Coup. I was going to say, I think <laughs> even if you don't know exactly what happened, that's just a... <laughs> Guyana, Guyana is a country that mm. people immediately country. That would be a better life for my family. Right. Um, and then there was some huge political coup and they, they had to leave literally in the middle of the night mm. and come back to England. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just left it all behind. Was there family that There's, There was did family not... there, yeah. Yeah. They've pretty much all moved to New York, but okay. we still have a family home there. Yeah. I haven't been back since 1986. Good year for... Family homes yeah. in Guyana. What? Uh, Guyana. 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 Okay. Um, so you still have a family home there. Mm. What was, what, what were people doing for a living there? They're farmers. Yeah. You know, that's, that's pretty much, especially when Guyana, the or, garden of the South garden America. The garden of South America. Every, no, every, co- every country is the <laughs> yeah, garden of South America. Much. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, and di- and di- you went back in 80s. So you were a kid when you went back. I was a baby when we moved there yeah. in 77 and then went back in 86 for a, a holiday. Yeah. And haven't, and it's, I'm sure it's completely changed now. Like everyone has a cell phone, internet, yeah. TVs, what have you. When I went back, it was a developing country. Sure. Yeah. So, so the- I probably don't want to see it now. You want to? Do you preserve it in a positive way in your mind, or do you preserve it in a I negative do. way? I do. I do. Okay. All yeah. Right. That could go either way, right? It could. Yeah. All right. And what was your? Uh, was there like when it, being a uh, all the way through being a teenager in Kent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that a? Is it a town where you sort of go to school with the same kids through yeah. tw- through grade twelve? Yeah. I tried to. I, I did a little flip there. I didn't say twelfth grade. See what I did? I said grade, grade 12, twelve, which I don't even know. Which still doesn't mean anything. I was going to say I don't no. know that that means anything. I did primary secondary school. <laughs> yes, Whew. I did primary school from the age of like four and a half to eleven, and then went to grammar school, secondary school, and then went to college there, and then literally six hours after graduating college, <laughs> I left. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and went to London. Yeah. Yeah. What did you, did you already know you were interested in acting and stuff? Or were you modeling? No, I, I studied journalism. I don't know if I knew that. You probably did didn't. I? I don't particularly like you. you do. <laughs> Why would I tell you that? Well, that's... <laughs> yep, no, that checks out. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, what about journalism attracted you? I think it was more, you know, pleasing the parental unit. Mm-hmm. Brothers and sisters? I had an older brother passed away and uh, I have a younger sister. Mm -hmm. So I was middle child. Never good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was ignored except when it came um, to education and then they put all of it on me. Why is that do you think? Because I got into grammar school which is a grammar school is different here. Grammar school there is you know oh you're really smart. You get to go to grammar school. Opposed to? A regular secondary school, like a comprehensive school. Okay, okay. Yeah, it is very complicated it's considering very complicated. that we think, yeah, we think of grammar school here as what, like grades one through six? I don't even yeah. know. Elementary school, there's maybe some interchangeable stuff that I am realizing I now can't interchange. No. 
in a knowledgeable way. But the school systems change there. Like we don't necessarily have primary school and secondary school. We have junior school. And I'm like, I don't know what that uh-huh. is. <laughs> That's really confusing to me. So, Does everyone tend to test to be placed in either regular secondary school or grammar school? Yeah, you and take you sort of- when you're 11, you mm-hmm. take the 11 plus which is an exact, which we didn't know about. One day, I just we just turned up to school and they went, okay, and here's this little test you do. Okay, mm. fine. Fill out all that. And that determines if you go to just a regular school or if you're like a child genius and you go to grammar so school. So you've, you've self-identified as a child genius. So how many yeah. child geniuses are there? <laughs> no, I was not. I think I just managed to answer some questions really well. Mm-hmm. And that got me into grammar school. Uh-huh. And then the second I got there, I did not want to be there. Oh, did you Because all yeah. my friends that I grew up with all went to comprehensive school. My brother was at a different school. I wanted to go where they were. Sure. You know, and grammar school, and it's an all-girls school. Um. It's either all boys or all girls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, you're kind of sneered at for being there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uniforms at uh, either all, school? All schools. Every, yeah, yeah. Everybody has uniforms. Yeah. Got it. So, you know. But you were sneered at. Sneered at. So you're called a snob. And then on top of that, you know, I'm brown. So <laughs> didn't go well. It was not a great time. It wasn't a great time. No. What, how, what, what, at what age do you start and finish grammar school? You start at 11 and you take your GCSEs. So that takes you up to like end of 15 and then you take a levels which is two years and the a levels the GCSEs determine what you take in your a levels and then your a levels determine where you go to university okay so you can technically go to school from 11 to 17 18 and then you'd go on to university and is it more specialized than I mean that's I feel like that's maybe something I've heard about British education um that it, it it can specialize earlier sort of like this is or is it or is it or am I confusing that with something else maybe I'm thinking of my I friend who's from Sweden but maybe they well, do they, it right they, over there I mean they well just that I mean yes and no in that you can you can start specializing so early that you don't I mean, you know can, you're that A-levels. you're like oh I guess I'm into technology now even right. though I'm eight and I don't yeah. know that I'm into te- like am I though yeah. yeah I mean you just you know you pick which GCSEs you want to do which you kind of steer if it's more artistic or if you're more science-based or right. math-based right 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 and okay. then your a-levels really you condense it down because it's usually three subjects so so yeah it is more i mean it, but yeah. you know because when we're 16 in high school most kids certainly in public school tend to be still doing running the gamut like yeah. taking you know political science and algebra and this mm-hmm. and that and the other yeah um, and so journalism for you started to, did you start to kind of hone in on yeah, that? Yeah, I think, you know, there was pressure from my mom. Um, her family are all, you know, doctors and nurses and they can do math. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, she really wanted to me, me to be a teacher, like an English teacher or a writer or a journalist. So to appease her, I think I kind of followed that path. And I also didn't act in school at all. I had crippling stage fright. And of course, everything is stage. Sure. I don't like attention at all. Yeah. So I didn't follow that path. And then got uh, into modeling. Because if you don't like attention, (laughs) 
<laughs> There's nothing better than standing. That's what you're going to do. Boy, I just can't. And I hated it. <sighs> yeah, it's hard to see you doing it. Yeah. I mean, I, it's easy to see you doing it no. for your physical appearance, but it's hard to see you doing it. No. I feel like you and I are very similar in that the very little that I did, mm. I just took the same, like, self-effacing apologetic approach yeah. to that which is not what people want no. they don't want they want you to look angry and sexy <laughs> yeah. and i don't know how to i just do looked that. awkward and like 12 year old <laughs> italian boy which i still do <sighs> um how did that come to be anyway was that something that someone else said to you like you other know people, yeah. Yeah. yeah you should yeah and you're like okay and i think it was solely because i'm odd looking and I was in a sea of girls that were called Penelope, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. So I kind of yeah. stuck out. Yeah. If I if I didn't, then it, I would never have followed that path. It's just other people kind of pushed it. Um, and so then I went. I did that. Hated it. So didn't really put any energy into it. And fucked off a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> went to college, studying journalism. Um, but my pictures got in front of a casting director who then called me in to audition for a movie. I got in front of the director and then got given the part in that. And I liked that. Mm-hmm. It's so different, it wasn't right? staged. Yeah, so different. So I'm not scared of a camera. You, you know, I could talk for hours in front of a camera. So I kind of really enjoyed that, but went back to college and, and finished up the journalism and media studies and stuff. And then moved to New York because my mom's family were all there. So it was very simple for me. Here's a green card. Thanks. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Dead Pilot Society brings you exclusive readings of comedy pilots that were never made, featuring actors like Patton Oswalt. So the vampire from the future sleeps in the dude's studio during the day, and they hunt monsters at night. It's Blade meets the odd couple. Adam Scott and Jane Levy. Come on, Corey. She's too serious, too businessy. She doesn't know the hokey pokey. Well, she'll learn what it's all about. <laughs> Busy Phillips and Dave Keckner. Baby, this is family. My uncle Tell, who showed his wiener to Cinderella at Disneyland, is family. Do you want him staying with us? He did stay with us for three months. And he was a delight. A new pilot every month, only on Dead Pilot Society for Maximum Fun. Did they still think that you were headed for a career in journalism? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I met with a bunch of people in New York. Okay. That media people. Was there a focus within that that you sort of leaned on a little bit? Yeah, it was less print. I had originally looked at newspapers, but newspapers were very quickly going because it was the internet was just coming up. Mm-hmm. So print was going down and I could see that path. Um, and so people were kind of pushing me more towards the on-camera anchor type thing, mm-hmm. which was kind of interesting at the time but still something it just wasn't there and then I remembered that I'd done this movie and that was a lot of fun and maybe I'm more interested in doing that so then I went to HB studio Uta Hagen's school and 
that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So Kent, Kent's uh, racial makeup, not the same diversity that you would find someplace no, I mean, like London. now it is. Yeah. I think the United Kingdom has the most mixed race children, mixed race couples mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. We mix it up. You do mix it up. You, I mean, that's something that I always feel when I watch. And I, and I, I, I understand that there are like huge pros and huge cons to the film and television industry in England. Not the least of which is that I, I kind of identify it similar to the voiceover world here, which mm-hmm. is, although with the voiceover world here, you can sort of understand it because it's like, listen, it doesn't matter what Great Allow looks like. If she can do 80 different voices, yeah. just, you know, she's going to pull it out and it's going to be great. But there, it's on camera. It feels on camera as well, where it's like, okay, you would think that there were like 20, <laughs> 20 actors yeah. who are available, but they just need to be, you know, just slotted in to each. Pretty much. And for the most part, they're great, which mm-hmm. is fun. But, uh, but I will say that, and, and, and I would be interested to hear your take on this because like I'm coming from a very naive perspective, but mm-hmm. I have long felt that even just like just having a more diversity in casting feels more incidental in the mm-hmm. things that I see where I don't feel, I don't have the sense that I do with some American television where it feels like they were like, listen, we got to throw somebody of color in yeah. there. I mean, we didn't write, you know, like, like that's, or we really, we wrote this because we want to check that box. Mm-hmm. So their identity is very tied to their name being Sanjay or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like friends like Danny Pudi have gone through their whole career. Whereas I feel like a lot of the time in British television, particularly like procedurals, because that's tended to, that's sort of what I gravitate towards, mm. uh, because it's the least American, least comedy oriented, yeah. and therefore feels the most escapist to me, uh, that it feels like they're just like people of lots of different races who are just there doing their jobs. And yeah. it's not a central it's not a thing. Con- yeah. And that there are also mixed race couples where mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like they were like, hmm, let's see. Like, yeah. it just feels more organic. Yeah, I, th- I think so, especially commercially, definitely way more mixed race couples. I've started to see it, though, over yes, here. Yes, there is more here. But even though there's mi- coming from someone that's just really mixed, whenever I see mixed couples on screen, it's always black and white. Hmm. Interesting. And so the ch- I, always, I, I have a, I've coined a term for the product, which is British brown. Always a black parent, always a white parent. Mm, so then the child is British brown. Right. I'm not British brown. Right, right. Because I'm a different mix. So yes, there's definitely a lot more diversity in our commercials, but it is only black and white, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. Because there's the such a Indian, massive like, Indian, Indian population. population. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not Indian, but why are they not? Right. So you feel TV. like if and and if you do see it, does it seem like in that case, it is more likely that they will cast uh, Indian and Indian together as a couple? Like yes. The, Maybe that's less. a cultural thing. Right. Maybe they right, have right. to. I don't know. Um, but theatrically, like on, on dramas and stuff, there's definitely a lot more mixing it up. Yeah. And I and I don't think it's or maybe it is on purpose. They've just done it really well. that <laughs> We're not aware of it. Right, right. And when you were when you were growing up in Kent, you mentioned the the experience at grammar school not mm-hmm. being super pleasant. Um, is that was that overt or was it implied? Like, were there was there actual overt sort of like what even are you? <laughs> or was it sort of just like I'm being snubbed and I can't like it's that it feels more nebulous or like it's shifting more. You know, I that's think, more insidious. I think it was more insidious. I think I didn't. I I never heard. What even are you until I moved to this country? (laughs) (laughs) 
And I had auditions Classic. and casting directors would ask me that. Um, and that's when I would go, I think human? Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> um, over there, it's it was just that underlying racism that, you know, because when you're a kid, you don't realize one of your parents isn't white. That's just your mom. Yeah, it's your reality. And then one day, you, you know, kids point it out and you go, oh, my God. Right. Why are you brown? Right. <laughs> you know, right. um, so you get the you, you know, you're walking down the street, you get oi packy, oi, you know, nigger. I guess you have a different, even your name is. And yeah, my different. name is super. I mean, my brother and my sister, total English names. What are their names? Sarah Jane. Yeah, yeah Sarah Jane, sure. Jeremy. Jeremy. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. I come along. Sanita. His name has Sunita. That's a good one. That'll blend. It does. <laughs> I was supposed to be it called Jessica. Oh, I'm really glad that you're not. And listen, yeah. I know a lot of great Jessicas, but you do not. Seem I'm like not a Jessica. Jessica. So my mom really wanted Jessica. Do you know or what your Natasha. name would have been if you were a boy? No, I don't. I don't. That'd be interesting. Benjamin. Um, Benjamin? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. You're not a Benjamin. I mean, but what guy name am I? Yeah. Chuck. Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. What, I take that as a compliment. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but my dad, you know the whitest white man on the planet was walking to to register my name and he went yeah she's not a she's not a jessica or a natasha that was the other one um we have a friend of the family who is sunita she's indian mm -hmm. with, with a u with a u yeah. i believe it's either a u or an a sanita and he really liked that but he's dyslexic so he spelt it phonetically uh -huh. <laughs> boy left to his own devices <laughs> yep that's your mom's like can, can i talk to you for a second <laughs> um yeah. Remember how I was recovering from giving birth and yeah. you made some weird, a series of weird choices? Yeah. <laughs> Adorable. Yeah. How did your parents meet? Did they meet? My mom is a nurse. Well, she's retired now. And uh, so, you know, after the war, we didn't have any nurses. We were trying to rebuild the country because America came in too late. Oh, and um, so a bunch of people from the West Indies, from the Commonwealth, they all please come over, help us, help us out. So, you know, my mom came over, I think, 20, um, studied nursing. My dad was an auxiliary nurse, so they met at a hospital. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it really does seem like if they named your older brother a English name, it does seem like as the middle child, you were the experiment where they were like, you know what might work? <laughs> yeah. And then by your by your, your sister, they were like, no, like, no, 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 we're not blending people. We're not blending. <laughs> uh, did what was so you feel that you look like a little boy? Not. Yeah. Yes. Even I've, all the I, way through. You know, it's like I have this weird body dysmorphia. Um that I lit I mean he has a name it's Giuseppe and oh you're Giuseppe okay yeah, yeah adorable yeah because again I went to school with a bunch of Penelope's and Sarah's who have Anglo-Saxon figures right I never really got boobs or hips yeah <laughs> I, I kind of hit 40 and maybe got a bit of a hip just uh -huh. one uh -huh. um, <laughs> a hunchip a hunchip yeah. yeah you've heard of and them so less than hunchbacks I never but felt very you know girly or feminine or yeah you know I'm not hugely androgynous but there is a you're pretty, you're, I mm -hmm. mean you are fairly you can you can you certainly can be when you had like really short pixie hair yeah. and then on top of and that I had no makeup and yeah yeah and all that yeah 
Yeah. But it's great. I mean, now, now you're like, when you were, when I met you, like 72 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I will say I met you pretty early on because I took that class pretty early on from moving here. So probably 13 years ago. Yeah. Um, I feel that you were like, you were what I thought of as like the most desirable commodity in <laughs> really yeah because you because you were clearly not one thing or another mm-hmm. which i think was was starting to sort of catch on here um only recently and then you know the, i mean like that and and for me that that androgynous look has always like been very appealing from mm. even when i was little so i you would you would fall into the category of uh <laughs> the person that people are temporarily annoyed by when they find out that you're like, listen, I'm not, I didn't grow up feeling like I was much of like, it's that right. thing where you're like, oh, okay. Hey, guess what? Everyone in this L magazine article and this interview, guess what? She felt awkward as a young person, just like you. I was like, yeah, I know. You. Take another look at her. Yeah. Yeah. She's stunning. Sure. Sure. Uh, no, but sir, yeah. no, I was, I was weird looking. <laughs> I mean I had loads I mean I can see it I can see the Giuseppe I mean I can see the sort of like wide-eyed like slightly anime mm-hmm. like adorable wide-eyed short-haired girl that someone would think I mean that's another thing is that like not to just dive too deep into this but in an all-girls school mm-hmm. when everyone's hormones start raging and things get confusing in a good way sometimes in a bad way whatever mm-hmm. that that you in that environment could sort of be this like different kind of like, well, what's the, well, now what's how, what's happening here? What's mm. this? What are the, I don't, I like, you know, no, absolutely. Um, I, you know, cause obviously there was the boys school, there was Dover girls grammar, there was Dover boys grammar. So the boys would come over for, you know, the equivalent of prom. We didn't have a prom, but you know, they would come over a couple times a year, have discos, have this, have that. Everyone was hooking up. I was not. Yeah. Because I wasn't blonde, blue-eyed. I didn't look like you, basically. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. I'd looked like you growing up, I probably would have had 15 children by now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I guess it's for the best. <laughs> I guess Unless you want 15 children. No. I don't think you do. Um, um, so I just kind of, I was the weird, the weird chick. You know, yeah. I had loads of hair. Like loads. It was, I basically looked like Jennifer Beals in Flashdance. <laughs> Um, you know, that kind of was listening to The Cure. You know, I want to point out that you are wearing a Flashdance t-shirt. I, am I just actually realized. wearing a Flashdance t-shirt. Well, actually, because Jennifer Beals, now that I think about it, she does, she, 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 and she did not, yeah, she did not look conventionally the way other women, some, some to many of the women in the 80s who were like rising to fame. Yeah, she did were not definitely, look like she was more guys. atypical. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I was God, that movie blew my mind when I was cigarettes. little. It felt like I was getting away with so much. I watched that. I mean, I feel like they're in the on the videotape that my dad had where he recorded it off of like, you know, HBO or whatever. Um, the, I feel like the tracking probably like the tape is probably warped in the part where she puts her foot on his lap mm-hmm. when they're at the lobster restaurant. She yep. has like almost nothing on and they're at the lobster restaurant. And she puts her foot on his uh manhood um i was like this is the hottest thing i've like i couldn't my brain melted i watched it over and over again i was like i don't understand yeah what is this is who is she 
That explains yeah. so much. Well, what are you yeah. going to do? I'm not a great dancer. Uh, <laughs> but I am. I do. Neither I, she, I could have been very well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. It was a guy. Her, it was a guy? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had no idea. Yeah. Her, some of it, her some dance of was double a, was Some a of it was a woman. Yeah. But the really famous scene yeah. where she's auditioning. And I'm she's like, can I do all that this? again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because it was breakdancing. Girls weren't breakdancing oh, sure. at that point. So they I had to get a guy to come in. But he has full, full on mustache. I got to watch it again. You have to watch it. Why did they think they could get away with it? I guess they could in the beginning the of things because no one could. Yeah. But you'd think that even on a videotape, like you could pause no, it. No, because, you know, the video was all it's like blurry and ju- Yeah, it yeah. just like doesn't have now, the definition that it does. It's like, that's, <laughs> that's a full on dude with a mustache uh, and, a, and a package. <laughs> I have got to watch it. You Embarrassingly, do. I've even seen it on the big screen because the ArcLight showed it several years ago. And I was like, I am so there. I would have and been I there. absolutely do not remember. Like, But I guess I was just, you know, you're so drawn in. If you're the person who's going to see Flashdance mm-hmm. on the big screen at the ArcLight in 2000, whatever, yeah. you're probably also not the person who's going there to like see the mustache and you're probably the only person there uh, it was not as i expected higher attendance okay yeah. because i thought listen this is a city where people appreciate but it wasn't a huge movie stuff. yeah i mean i guess you know my friends all grew up they're all dirty dancing yeah they watched that which was a, that was a big one home. for sure but that wasn't my movie yeah because it was the first time that i had seen someone that looked like me sure being represented absolutely and i was like who is this woman yeah and then she didn't age yeah that's weird she may but be also an alien you're not aging she may be an alien so though. the parallel it's continues the two of us. yeah so was that part of the reason that you let your hair get all poofy did you get your <laughs> did you let your hair poof because you wanted to look like jennifer beals when i was younger yeah no just big it hair it just was it was the 90s yeah you know so it was and I could hide But in the it. 90s is when I chopped all mine off that's, and had hair as short as yours. Because you're a maverick. <laughs> that's because I looked too much like the person that you described at your school. And oh, I was really? like, I gotta... Gotta change it I up. I gotta change this up. No, I liked... I used to hide behind it. You can't hide behind a pixie cut. That no, gets that's way too much attention. Very true. So yeah, listening to The Cure, hiding behind my hair. I kind of... It was, it, it was, I was a little Ali Sheedy. In the Breakfast Club, sure, yep. sure, yep. she absolutely hid behind her bangs. Yep. What uh, what kind of people were you attracted to then? If you were having crushes and stuff, were your did you have localized crushes, or did you feel out of place enough that you did sort of like focus your um, romantic dream life on you know bands <laughs> and, and movies and no, stuff? I mean, there was always you know the popular guy at school, and of course that's the guy. That you're not going to get. So that's the guy that you yeah. fawn over. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, I, did, I don't, that, I did not, I was not that. No. I was not that. But I don't, yeah. I don't feel like there was a, I've said this before, but I don't think there was a rhyme or reason to, like, I can't, I, I sort of look back now and I'm like, I don't know. Mm. Like that person really did it for me. And they are absolutely categorically opposite from this other person that yeah. I had a huge crush on. And I don't, you know. I can't put, and it's not like well, that, that each of them was nice to me or mm. anything like that. There's like, there's not a lot of consistency. Um, but yeah, did you have, did, were, did you have crushes on girls at all or no? Oh yeah. 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 All the time. What were, and was that, again, that's like something, did you ever get a vibe from anyone in those situations? No. It wasn't like. I mean, it's an all girls school. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> um, those, I mean, I've definitely, like, friends of mine who have gone to, who went to, like, boarding schools when they were in high yeah. school were like, oh, yeah, everybody's making out with each other. No, not really. Not really. No. You would think at an all-girls school, but no. Yeah. But I also didn't, that wasn't even on my radar. Does that make sense? Like, you knew that you, like, you can look back now and say, like, oh, I had a fierce crush on this girl, but mm. it wasn't, like, at the time you would have categorized it the same way the same as way. liking that. I get that. Yeah. I absolutely identify yeah, with that. Yeah, it wasn't until, you know, I'd gone through college and I'd moved to New York that I went, what up? Hang on a second. <laughs> Did you start getting attention from women when you if, went when to I New York? When I moved to New York. Because that is the other thing that changes it for yeah. a lot of people. It's like, when, it's you, until if, you if get you've the never attention. had that yeah. back... Yeah. There's a switch that may not have been flipped because yeah. you literally don't have, you don't realize that that's a possibility in any kind of a real way until yeah. someone else goes, oh, by the way, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then you start looking at people differently, I think. Yeah. When you were modeling, was there a sense of, of I mean, this is like the most cliche women's studies class <laughs> question of all time, but did you have a sense of objectification that you hadn't experienced before? Because that's, if you sort of live in this world with these young people who sort of behave this way towards mm. you, and then you're in an environment where suddenly, you know, you're one of the reasons that everyone is in the room, mm. and they're putting you in front of a camera, and, and the way that sometimes models are or are not treated. Yeah, I didn't do it for long enough. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, I, you know, I literally gave about a mouse fart's worth of energy. <laughs> And went, this Listen, mouse farts are me. very powerful. A lot of people don't realize. <laughs> don't realize. If we could harness mouse fart power, we would never have to drill That's oil true. again. Yeah. <laughs> That's something that neither one of us as scientists are probably going to be able to lasso. Lasso. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've ever said that. And I'm pretty sure it's lasso. No, it's lasso. It's lasso? I, you're talking to a Brit, though, so it could be lasso. Oh, do you say lasso in Britain? Yeah. Oh, that was a, so that was just me somewhere in the back of my mind. Maybe I've heard someone say it mm -hmm. in British. In British English. I am on a show uh, right now with a Brit and I am the most obnoxious. Like I don't, I can see myself from the outside and I'm going like, why are you repeating what he's saying in his accent? That's awful. No one likes that. You would hate that girl if you weren't in the middle of being that girl right now. And yet you're still doing it. I can't help it. It is a little bit like being in grade school because yeah. he, uh, his name's Chris Gear. He's on uh, You're the Worst. And he has that like, <laughs> it's part, of, it's just part of his personality. And certainly he inflates it even more with the character that he plays but but he has this way of making everything sound like it's alien to his tongue, even though he's been doing the show for five years and, mm. you know, he's spent plenty of time in the States. And so the my best, like, when I think about Chris, like, in essence, if I had to, like, put him into a little nutshell, uh, it's the night that we were eating craft service. It was second dinner which for those of you who don't know, just means like, we've really kept you here a long time. You might be hungry again. We're legally required to feed you <laughs> to feed something. You. Yeah. And Cold it's, either, pizza yeah, it's, either, it's either like a thing that feels like delicious and kind of bad because it's always something cheap yeah. or it's like, this is so depressing. Yeah. Like, don't make me eat this at three in the morning. I, that's is not good for, for anyone. Hours. Yeah, it's... Yeah. And so he and I were the only ones at, like, we went up to what, what had been provided for us in, you know, crates or whatever it was. 
<laughs> and I was like getting some, like I was getting a piece out, which you'll know what that is in a moment. And he just like looks very quizzically at the logo in the box and goes, El Polo Loco. <laughs> What's that mean? El Polo, El, am I saying right? El Polo Loco? And I was like, I mean, it means the crazy chicken. <laughs> yeah. He's like, crazy chicken? Someone's eat crazy chicken? What, like mad cow? Is that like mad cow? And I was like, this is, you don't, you're giving me too much right now. And then he did it the other day too. This was like, that was like four years ago. And the other day he's like, there's meal here, Panda Express, Panda Express. And I was like, you're saying Why it like, you have to say it like he's that? saying it like he's a, an archeologist, like on another planet, like digging something up and going like, I think this is a thing. Am I, am I? So that's that's how I and so he'll say things like that that he's such he enunciates so much last and then we had and then our, our director for some of this last block was British as well and they are definitely from the same basic region because they absolutely sound like each other okay or they sort of are so excited to be around each other They're that they morph into, into each other so just hearing a conversation back and forth with them was like. You know, he's like, oh, he's staying with me for a while. Oh, and oh, and, and there's always someone over. Oh, bit of a goer, is he? A bit, bit of, of a, a goer, goer, getting his jollies. And I was like, you're, you sound they're like a caricature. Yes, of an English they're person. being characters. How can you not want to parrot that? That's true. Even if you're not an, an obnoxious actor, it's so hard not to want to immediately repeat. Like, you can't even help yourself. You're just like, bit, bit of a goer. <laughs> Did I say it right? Bit of a goer. And he's just like, you asshole. <laughs> Ugh. But you don't have that. I mean, you don't have that no, affectation but, at all. But my suggestion is when you're going to England next week, don't do that. Do not don't, do don't it. Don't do that. I, I don't think I will. You'll get nutted. I don't <laughs> think I will. I don't know how they would take what I don't have. But I don't think I will. No, it's, nutted it's, means it's head nutted. <laughs> <laughs> See? I would never do that with someone I didn't know. Okay, good. Um, and I would never do it in like mixed company. And I would <laughs> certainly never do it in the place. Because I'm the, I, in, this, in this case, I'm the American and he's yeah. the outsider. So, of course, I'm safe in my yeah, little box being it. able to go like, it's, you're so adorable. Mm -hmm. How novel. As if he's the only British person I've ever known. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that came from or where <laughs> I was going with it. But that is definitely something that's on my mind because it, I experienced it yesterday. Having You've his jolly to me. I've never done it to you. No. I, I, I would never. Okay. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Hey, it's Jesse, the host of Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. I'm coming to Portland, Oregon. We're going to be doing a very special live episode of Bullseye, my NPR interview show. It's taking place Friday, February 15th at Revolution Hall. What are you going to see if you go to Portland, Oregon to see this show? You will see me live on stage talking with folks like Corin Tucker from Slater Kinney, director Lance Bangs, writer Bill Oakley, Simpsons legend. Uh, we will also have live music from Roseblood and live comedy from Katie Wen. It's going to be a blast and a half. It's also part of a big podcast festival called Listen Up Portland. Tons of other great podcasts are playing at it too. Our pals, the Doughboys, among others. So again, that's Friday, February 15th at Revolution Hall in Portland, Oregon, 7 p.m. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at listenupportland.com. And thanks. Thanks. 
we were in an acting class together, guys. That's 44 minutes in. I have explained how we know each other uh, <laughs> well in Los Angeles. And they and what's her name assigned you the James Bond scene uh, that. Uh, right. What's Vesper. her name? That Yeah, Vesper. Eva, um, Eva Green. Eva Green. Assigned you like the train scene. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that was the. <laughs> this is so shitty. <laughs> That's the most seriously I ever took that class or the instructor because I was so pleased with her choice of your scene. Really? That I was like, she knows what she's doing. This is a great role for Sunita. This is perfect. Like, she could totally be a a blonde villainess. Yeah. Every other day in anything I was assigned, I was like, what? (laughs) Practical magic. (laughs) By the way, I do love practical magic. I do love it, too. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that uh, that was great. That was a great scene for you. Mm-hmm. Why does everyone bring that up though? Like every single person that I went spoke to class to with you brings that scene up because it, it was, was very just like a nothing it, scene though. It was just like a. I know, but it, but you, but it, I don't know. It was just such. It, that's why because it was it was so easy to just imagine plucking you up and dropping you into a James Bond movie that everyone mm. was like, oh. Yeah, that makes sense. Because also, I do feel that like for the most part, I mean, it wasn't like a great group of actors, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> To have something that actually felt like it translated into the real world probably mm. gave a lot of people hope. Like yeah. there was a moment of like, wait a minute, I could really see this mm. instead of like, hey, 20 year old who has no life experience that you've assigned a Robert De Niro <laughs> role to from some scene from Raging Bull where everyone's like, I mean, oh, probably on. not. Like that felt like a one to one ratio of yeah. like Sunita, James Wan movie. Got it. Yeah. Unlike when I bet she that's it. gave me bound. Yeah. Oh, wait. He, they, oh, sure. Who'd you have to do that with? Uh, Tamin. I don't remember who that is. She's Australian. Oh, wait. She's worked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she played the... Um, I was the Gina Gershon character. Of course of you course were. She was I never going to give you the Jennifer Tilly. No. She's ever. never going to give you... And we she, never... No, did she, we ever she, do anything together? She never no. gave us anything to do. Never. I would remember that. Never. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if she wanted me to work on stuff, I'm surprised she didn't give me the Jennifer Tilly right. character. Right. Because that would have been a stretch. Yeah. The Gina Gush- I'm like, you want me to wear a wife beater and jeans? Uh-huh. Okay, but well, I was already wearing uh-huh. a wife beater and jeans <laughs> when I came here. Okay, right. right. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I wasn't, none of that really was very original. It really no. was sort of like... But, this I, is, but isn't that kind of what that particular program was about? I won't name it, but because now I've shit all over it. But that... Yeah. Uh, Although he got himself into some trouble some anyway. Big so. trouble. And I think she just wanted to see me make out with Tamin. Well, she could have cast me. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? Meanwhile, I'm getting practical magic over there. <laughs> practical magic. Uh, yeah. I I guess it, well, maybe it is. Maybe when you're acting in Hollywood, it is like, I'm just going to be, re- I'm going to be realistic about what I think you'll be typecast yeah. as let's just get you really good at the only thing you'll get cast as that's yeah. so depressing yeah i didn't think about that wow which i did she gave me the sandra bullock role in practical magic that's, okay i'll accept that yeah i would have preferred the nicole kidman but well, yeah um okay so you didn't date anyone in high school or you did no i, I mean but yeah i don't remember them <laughs> Cool. So I don't remember most of my childhood. You have a lot of blank. You've, you've done of, a great job of kind of filling in. Thanks. You know who also doesn't? For reals? Tony Hale. Yeah? He does not. Uh, I don't think we, because I didn't 
I think we talked about it on the podcast only in passing because I was like, don't worry, it's high school and you remember high school. But he was like, anything before sixth grade, he doesn't remember at all. Yeah. It's a complete blank. Has he done that intentionally? I kind of intentionally Maybe. wiped my memory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. So I know I, I dated that. people. Yeah. I don't remember them. But I remember some, you know, inappropriate fumbling. Uh-huh. So I, I guess I did. That must have been dating. <laughs> yeah. Did you have any close, like close girlfriends that you really found inside or outside of that school that yeah. you felt understood you? Yeah, and I still have those girlfriends. I don't get to see them very often, even though we live in the same country now. Yeah. But because I was away from the, I was going to say, I think so that's long. very. I think that's what happens to all of us. Is yeah. you sort of. You're so used to the dynamic of your friendship becoming like, well, we are so far apart. Mm-hmm. I'm always thinking about you. And <laughs> you then live down the street. Li- yeah. <laughs> I know, but I am thinking about you. I don't know if that's sad or not. You know, I don't know. I've, I think I've, I've, one thing that, that getting older has taught me is that like, there's no, there's no set specific way you're supposed to have a relationship with someone, no. you know? And I think that's something that felt more like, it felt more like there were rules or that it was important to name the kinds of friendships or relationships that you had when you were younger and that there was a sort of checklist of like, you know, this, well, do you guys talk a lot? Oh, you don't talk a lot? Then you're not good friends. Right. Like there's a sort of external judgment yeah. that's placed on something. And, I think and it's some not people, just, this is not true. Some people stick like in that mindset. Yeah. And I can't be friends with people like that. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to call you every week. Yeah. But, <laughs> but to them, that's what a friendship right. is. Right. Which is fine. Yeah, that's fine. There are, there are people that feel that same way. No, but I agree. It's just, and also we, now that we do this, there's, it's so aberrant anyway. Oh, yeah. And it's so like the way time passes. I'm sure everyone's tired of hearing me say that on the podcast, but for, for true, the no, way time passes, time has passes lost all is, meaning I've known to me. you for, we've discussed maybe 13 years. Yeah. I have physically seen you in the same room other than Not in acting class. Yeah. When that was only at the beginning. Yeah. Because you left and then I left. Yeah. This is the third time. That can't be true, but it probably is true. Yeah. I I came to your house once. No, this fourth time. Came to your house once. Came to house another time because you had a party. Saw you over for coffee in Los Feliz. Yeah. And now here. Four times. 13 years. That's bonkers. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? <laughs> See you in five years. Yep. Hmm. Uh, what a what a weird milk toast and semi bitter way for me to get into this mash game with you. <laughs> uh, okay. For my first category, I am going to ask you to give me three. Uh, <laughs> By the way, these are like improvised off the cuff answers that you will immediately regret. So I want you to know that an hour from now, you're going to be calling me going like, can you just listen? Now is when your impression of me, Janet, will come in very handy. So do my accent record over me saying Brian Eno (laughs) and replace it with Brian Setzer. Um, Three bands. No, here's what I want. Hmm. So three. So. This is so self-indulgent. <laughs> Three bands that in this alternate universe are, and they can be from any era, they exist now, they're dead, doesn't matter. Mm. But in our alternate uh, our, our alternate MASH universe, 
these three bands uh, each write an album that's just sort of like for you. It's just for you. It's, it's like inspired by Sadita Henry. Uh, the songs may be about you or it may just be kind of the sound and the feeling of them. But it's kind of the Sunita album from three different bands. Okay. The Rolling Stones. Great. Queen. And The Rolling Stones, Queen, and Muse. Three uh, places in the world or fictitious places that don't actually exist okay. you can do a mix and match of those okay. uh that you would like to have a second home vacation home narnia great <laughs> yeah that's what the game is for yeah um rome mm-hmm. and narnia rome and wherever harry potter is set which is like like where the where Hogwarts is? Yeah. Okay. So the Hogwarts region. <laughs> it's probably like Hogwarts Chitswitch. Yeah. Hogwarts but, but that's, what, but that's what it looks witch. like, but it's pronounced like something completely yeah. <laughs> different. Yeah, nobody's making that easy for anybody no. who's not British. Uh okay, great. Uh next category is three books or films that you can jump into just again not not unlike uh the sort of narnia and hogwarts of it all this Mm -hmm. is a chance to almost expand it out um but you're so you're not reliving the plot you're just sort of in that world um from any era could be you know um the alienist great i haven't watched that i haven't i've watched the show but the book is okay alienist um neverwhere Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Great. And that's a tough one. My mind's gone completely blank now. I want you to know that this is very normal. Okay. What you're experiencing is very normal. <laughs> uh, Neverwhere, The Alienist, and... It would be a fantasy, but right. I can't. Harry Potter would just be too. Um, well, there's. I guess we've already got. That yeah, and we've already got that. What about like? Are you a Lord of the Rings person? Yeah. <laughs> like a resigned sigh. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you yeah, can. I guess. Yeah. Or maybe Game of like the Game of Thrones books. Okay, Game of Thrones books. Mm. Possibly you will not be a person who dies, but who I knows? Mean, I don't know. Maybe you will be. Game of Thrones books. Great. Uh, Three alternate universe uh, romantic companions uh, that you experience your adventures. I'm I'm really sorry, Dad. With whom you experience these adventures. (laughs) So characters, fictional characters from... Uh, Yeah, it can be fictional characters. It can be real people. It can be cartoons. It can be animals. Okay, that I go on... Yeah. That you have like your, yeah, this is the, this is the person that you, uh, make out with. Oh, (laughs) I've never said that because I embarrassed myself. Oh, okay. Because I said it like that's as far as I've ever gone. (laughs) (laughs) That explains so much. (laughs) Um, Uh, Would 
probably have to be Charlie Theron. Yeah, well, well, it's a sure. Given. Um, it would have been a many, many years ago. Angelina Jolie. You've moved on. Mm. You've moved on from her. Um, Charlie Theron, Ryan Reynolds. Great. <clears throat> and possibly Kate Blanchett. Oh, right there with you. I was at this. I was at this event where uh, they had um, some people playing celebrity the game, but on stage, mm. which, yeah, uh, which was like very fun, but also I think not. It like I think it's one of those things that's hard. Like it's fun to watch people that you love watching on television do that. But then there's also something kind of like sad about it because you're like, oh, I'm not a part of this friend group. I paid. Right. I I'm sitting in an audience watching this party happen, kind of. Yeah. Uh, but um, Jillian uh, Bell, Jillian Bell, she, she got she she got Kate Blanchett and she pulls it out of the the hat and she goes, oh, oh God, <sighs> she looks good in everything. And I literally backstage was like, Kate Blanchett. Blanchett, and then I was like, that's stupid. And then it was Kate Blanchett. And yep. I was like, Jillian, yeah, I had you, and she looks good in everything. Yeah. Uh, okay, next category: three talents that you wake up with tomorrow that you've just downloaded matrix style. You're fantastic at them, but didn't have to go through the process of getting good. Public speaking. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Being able to walk in heels. Um, and to be able to hold a political conversation. Well, Political chat. I don't know if that was the... Well, it's, the important thing is that I know what it means, whether or not it's stupid. Uh, okay. Next category is three foods that in our reality are either bad for you in some way. Maybe you're allergic to them. Maybe you feel it's ethically uh, questionable. All that strips away in our alternate universe, and you can have whatever it is in perpetuity at the snap of your fingers. Okay. <clears throat> Chocolate. Cadbury's. Cadbury's, okay. Great. Um, Guyanese food. Oh, what's Guyanese food like? It's a mishmash, that's the thing. It's not Caribbean, but it is. There's some Indian influence because mm. they're so mixed up. Mm-hmm. So, is there a lot of, is like there beans and rice foundational kind of stuff? Or is it? Yes, but it's different to the beans and rice you would get in, say, Jamaica. Right, right. But it's still beans and rice. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of weird. I'm intrigued. Um, chocolate, that, and any kind of baked good. Okay, great. From England. Okay. <laughs> it's very specific. What about English baked goods? Do you think are uh, set? set I think them it's apart? just I grew up on them. Oh, okay. So it's so a nostalgia the, yeah, feeling. It's also, a nostalgia feeling. got it. Great. Uh, let's do three eras that you would like to uh, travel to if safety weren't an issue um, to sort of experience what life was like. Victorian England or okay. Victorian New York. So Victorian London, Victorian New York. Do you want me to use each one as a separate? No. I see. I no. see. Okay. Um, the Art Deco period in Paris. Mm-hmm. And... Probably like Samuel Pepys time. Samuel Pepys. Mm. Don't be mad. 
Who's Samuel Pepys? He wrote the diary during like the Great Fire of London and stuff. Oh. P E P Y S because that spells Peeps. P E P Y S. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, last category is... Boy, I like to pressure myself with the last category. Uh, three three, three uh, styles, three looks, three ways of uh, uh, dressing that, assuming that everything is um, the same amount of comfort. Okay. Uh, but something that no one would look twice at you, but it could be the most like ridiculous, extraordinary ensemble like three different kind of eras of or st- or like very you'd be very specific it'd be like i've used this as an example before but like f- from time to time i'll see like the period dress of like a british soldier and i'll be like god that's a great look <laughs> yeah look at those jodhpurs <laughs> so it could be very specific or it can be like the 70s in america but right. like looks that you can pull off if comfort were not an issue i think it would be like the flapper era great what is that? Post, post, yeah, post First World War. Yeah. Um, Sergeant Pepper. Great. <laughs> it is that military thing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, and I think like Regency. Okay. Yeah. Regency England. Yeah. Is... Or, or, or Parisian. Um, was it like Louis, the Louis? Yeah. Okay. The Louis. The Louis, but mostly the men's. Yes. Which, by the way, were so feminine. They would be the frilliest, most feminine, yeah. feminine outfits now. Like yeah. a woman would look at it and be like, that's a little much. <laughs> that's a little too much. Yeah. Great. Yeah. God, can you imagine? Just there are certain things that uh, that really jar me in a way that like there's no particular reason that I should have a strong reaction to this weird fashion thing than a different one Mm. but I cannot get out I cannot get over powdered wigs it just blows me away and then two, the sort of like wearing still wearing like the hat that's the wig Mm -hmm. that barristers and stuff that is so outrageous to me it feels like no one to this point, no one has said like, guys, we probably don't need to wear tiny miniature white tiny curly wigs. wigs on top of our regular hair that you can still see as yeah. a sort of symbol yeah. of like jurisprudence or whatever. That one blows my mind. Yeah, it blows my mind. But certainly in the in the old days, like a pot, like how did your neck not snap mm. under these? It's bananas. Well, everything and then, you know, they were caught oh, yeah. up, so they, they, I mean, come on. Well, I don't know, I wouldn't, I mean, I get lightheaded over my nothing at all. Like, tight. I stand, yeah, <laughs> I stand up wearing sweatpants and I get lightheaded. I cannot imagine yeah. a bustle and a fucking corset and all that kind of stuff. Ugh. And I've said this before, but, like, I love how inversely proportional, how fancy you dressed to how gross the rest of your life was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Just, like, the fancier your shoes the more manure and like human sewage you would be tramping through (laughs) on a regular basis it just boggles the mind it boggles the mind okay this is where i do that little kind of you know spiral thing where i end up uh with my number that allows me to foretell your 100 percent guaranteed fictional future okay uh tell me when to stop okay I really mixed up the speed, so sometimes I was going fast, sometimes slow. Uh, I'm going to pause this, mm-hmm. do some 
non-calculating non-calculating i just like i almost just choked on air mm. it was like the word maybe it was the word itself yeah. i don't like math <laughs> uh and then i'm going to come back with this with the the results of your test okay and let you know if you made it into grammar school okay Excellent. i'll to you as it seem as if no time has passed guys don't worry all right listen i think things have turned out very well for you uh where would i like to start First of all, I want to congratulate you on your, uh, well, I'm just going to go from the top uh, in this particular case, this album that the Rolling Stones wrote about you. Oh, sweet. I mean, Angie, forget about her. Who yeah. is, who's Angie? <laughs> Never heard of her. Don't care. And all of the other women that they wrote songs about that I can't think of right now. Uh, great. So I'm very excited to listen to this album. I'm going to see uh, what, what it's all about. Uh, I want to congratulate you on your uh, sublime public speaking skills. Thanks. Well done. Thanks. Maybe you'll get out there on stage in England, Shire. Uh, I want to... Okay. I for- forgot what this was because now I remember that it's Samuel Peep. <laughs> uh, Samuel Peep's diary uh from the era of the great fire of london okay you have the opportunity to kind of visit that time and see with your own eyes what it was all about that's gonna smell smelly (laughs) charred would be my guess uh okay rest assured that on all of these travels and adventures that you're having uh you can have unlimited cadbury's chocolate yes now do you like the cadbury's australian chocolate as well as the british chocolate because okay why was the same country you you said british why would you say that they do taste different right yeah the ones from Australia are very milky. It's not That's like same. some like <laughs> roof of your mouth milky. Yeah, it's like the South African ones as well. Haven't had. Okay. But uh, all right, I'll make sure to have some Cadbury's chocolate okay. when I'm when I'm in London. Um, I have some in my bag if you want some. Or or from your bag. <laughs> uh, I want to congratulate you on uh, your ability to dive into Narnia. Yes. Where you apparently have a mansion. Yep. You can also uh, head right into The Alienist, the book, and just sort of be in that world whenever you want. Excellent. Uh, You have uh, the ability to comfortably uh, wear these sort of dapper 1920s outfits, which I feel I could see you as much in like a pinstripe suit as I could in a beautiful um, flapper beaded gown. Mm -hmm. So good on you for that. And that leaves us with uh, your romantic companion, Charlize Theron. Okay. And she can go fuck off. (laughs) She already has everything. She kind of does. Charlize. Okay. By the way, that is not a, in any way, rude comment (laughs) intentionally meant towards Charlize Theron, who I think is a total badass. Uh, Sunita, that concludes this episode of the JV Club podcast. Oh, thanks. I'm not sure I've ever said that like I was on a news program where I needed to remind people what the name of my podcast was at the end. Mm -hmm. But that was what you were listening to if you didn't know or understand. Uh, What a pleasure to see you here in Los Angeles, California on the JV Club podcast. (laughs) Guys, I'll talk to you next time on the podcast. I'm going to go take a shower. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.